Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Somebody Said Podcast. Yeah. The number one podcast for everything sports and everything petty, as you can see out the gates already. That's what we do. How y'all feel? Don't do, don't. <laughs> we can make it a thing. Like I, I don't want you to be by, by yourself. Nah, we don't have to sniffle all show. I'm, if everybody can't notice, I'm sick right now. So, you know, I'm going to try to pull off a, a flu game. Okay, which man. wasn't actually a flu game. It was it was a, a it was stomach flu. virus. It was the it, flu. We're not going with that. It was the stomach virus. Game. It was a flu. It was flu. All right, you know it was a flu. If you go with that, LeBron saw three rims when his, when he got poked in the eye. Completely different. Jordan was clearly sick. Okay, but it wasn't a flu. And, and LeBron also, also not a documented liar. <laughs> right. He also doesn't. He doesn't. He's known for lying. That is true. All right, we, we, don't, we don't know this. Okay, social quick, media wasn't around, so it's easy to catch somebody in a lie during the social media era. Quick question: Why does LeBron record himself not rapping the words to songs? <laughs> I, I I got nothing. Like I, you you don't watch it before you post it and say, I don't know those words. You know what? I'm not gonna <laughs> post that. For the same reason why he never gets past the introduction on the book, I guess. <laughs> I don't understand it. He ain't got time for that. That's he, his flaw. He's too busy being great at basketball. There and, it is. And that's the thing. He's too, like, and I, I've always said this, I have this theory. If you're too good at something, mm. you're lacking somewhere else. And his mm. awareness on stuff like that is just lacking. And the thing is, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a connoisseur of everything. It's okay to be a great basketball player, but nah. no. Well, somebody should tell I'm him that. No, he's everything. Yeah. He'll, he'll, just, he'll just lie his way through it. He's a great man. Right. He, <laughs> <laughs> Very knowledgeable <laughs> And he died <laughs> Did die Alright The red lady The red lady rum punch Obviously is the The number one beverage For the Somebody Said Podcast um, If you're in St. Pete And you're looking to find this beverage Jared actually gave me A couple places Where you could go uh, Cop some Nice um, Easy Liquors Pasadena Liquors. Okay, I know what Easy is. Yeah, it's on Thirty Fourth. Easy does it. Uh, golf Golfport Liquors, Poppies. Okay, Norman's Detroit Pop- Liquors, Poppy, <laughs> Big Poppy. Uh, Detroit Liquors on uh, Central, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Fun fact: a coin flip is what kept Saint Petersburg from being called Detroit. Nice. Is that mm-hmm. how that went? Mm-hmm. Was it Detroit? That's why it's the Detroit Hotel. That was supposed to be the name, the, the two guys who I guess quote unquote founded, but Janice and that's why we have Janice Landing and the other guy. It was a coin flip. But wasn't one of them from St. Petersburg, Russia? Something like that, yeah. And the other guy, wasn't his actual name Demons? That's mm-hmm. why you so have Demons, Demons Landing? Janice, yeah. So the coin flip and St. Pete won. There you there go. You we could have been from Detroit. It's always a history lesson on uh, somebody said a podcast. Yeah. Cool then story, uh, bro. <laughs> Keys Liquor, which I'm assuming is Coquina Key. Uh, it's none of our families. So. <laughs> um, Don't know them. Yeah. Okay. Um, First Avenue Liquor and Mr. Sun Liquor. So Why in these streets. Now, these bottles, are they cans? Oh, I need that uh, drop too. I would assume since he's been promoting the cans, it, it, you would be able to find cans there. Canned but, activity. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. We definitely so, need some cans for spring. Once spring, like, officially hits, I feel like we need some cans in here. Okay. I'll yeah, reach I out that. to them. And there's 70 other locations that 
I didn't name. So not in St. Pete, but all over. So he's out here getting it. Um, it. If you ever get time or you stop in into any one of these liquor stores, just check him out. You know, I love it. Tastes real good. Tell them somebody said podcast sent you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we're sponsored by. From the window to the wall. To the sweat drop down my. (laughs) You don't sound sick on that. (laughs) I had to get it. I had to reach from the gut. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, where they build a reality home for the low. Yeah, we just actually just uh we're in the process of acquiring a property over in Gulfport. Sweet. Okay. That uh will hopefully be on the market in the next ninety ish days. Nice. 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 So yeah. Things huh? are happening. I love to see stuff like that. Love it. I know you Yeah. <laughs> also visit the website, sspsports.com. Chai's got a uh Chai's article. article. Is it yes. up? Is it up? Going up tonight. What is it? Do? Yeah. Nice. Shout out to Chow. You want to tease it? The article? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a title? I haven't looked at it. Actually, okay. I know what it, I know what it is. It's a it's a way too early rankings. Okay. College football. I'm cool with that. Another shot at Florida State. Got it. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at the Somebody Said Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Somebody Said Pod. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page at Somebody Said Sports. Uh, we actually had uh, a guy comment, mm-hmm. said we need to post more often. <laughs> said he'll be, he'll be said back. He'll be he'll, around. He'll be, yeah, all right. So, I, I like, like it. it. Oh, yeah. Child came with some heat. All right. Look out for that article. Down for it. Oh, yeah. This is going up quickly. Y'all ready to compete? Let's do it. Let's get it. What? Okay. No, yeah, go ahead. What you got? Wait, no, right. no, Charles on some nonsense. You're right, the thesis statement? No. <laughs> Just jo- drop it. We'll break it down. Okay. Next episode. I'm down for it. All right. Somebody Shout said out. trivia. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. No music this week. Not yet. No music. <laughs> no music. <laughs> That's good enough. All right. Breeze, you're on. You're on. Okay. Oh. What player had the most hits in ML- MLB history? A. Pete Rose, B, Derek Jeter, C, Ty Cobb, D, Hank Aaron. Derek. Breeze? Uh, I'm going to go with Ty Cobb. Eh, you're both wrong. Pete Rose. It was Pete. Wait, but does he count? Yes. Why not? Wait, what do you mean, does he count? I mean, he's of course the, great, the, the greatest counts. hitter ever. Yeah, Listen, he I'm, definitely I'm, counts. I'm down with Pete, man. All right. All right. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Damn, I thought it was tied. That's your sport. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm. All right. Number two. That was your one. Yeah. Pump. Who holds the record for most consecutive Wimbledon titles? Consecutive? Yes. This is, this is male or female? You'll hear the names. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Looks like it's all male. Um, A. Billie Jean King. Billie is a woman. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. B. Uh, Pete Sampras. C, Roger Federer. Fedman. D, Martina Navratilova. Ooh, most consecutive? Yes. Wimbledon. Ooh, man. I'm going to go D. And what was, what was C? Uh, Roger Federer. Fedman. And B was Sam, right? Sampras, yeah. Sam. B. Let me get Pete. Pump was right. Ah. All right, one nothing. 
Breeze, what MLB player holds the record for most grand slams in one inning? All these, all these baseball questions. This we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't talk baseball often. So for reasons. <laughs> Stop it. This is not a baseball show. This is for the, this is for the listeners. You no, know no, this, this is an everything sports show. Right. So, okay. You said in one inning. All right. So, in, A. In an inning? Most MLB, uh, what player holds the most... The record for the most grand slams in one inning. In one inning? One inning. Which means they had multiple grand slams in the same inning? Yes. Crazy. I don't think it ever happened again, right? Who was pitching that day? (laughs) All right. (laughs) A, Barry Bonds. B, uh, Fernando Tatis. Tatis. Junior? Tatis. Senior. Senior. Senior? Senior. Senior. Okay. C, Hank Sawyer. D, Mark McGuire. We're going to see, Hank. I'm going with Fernando Tatis. Pump got it again. <clears throat> Did you actually know that or you guessed? Uh, I think I saw that somewhere. All right, 2 nothing. Come on, Breeze. You got these baseball <laughs> questions. He's the only baseball guy in here. All right, you might get this one. Whatever, Cheetah. Put your hand down. I still got the Miami uh, question in my back pocket. I hope I can get it. Give him something. What team holds the record for most consecutive M- NBA titles? A, the Los Angeles Lakers. B, the New York Knicks. C, the Chicago Bulls. D, the Boston Celtics. D. D. You both got it right. Yeah. You went with, well, your the boy D. got 12, or you got 11? Oh, uh, Bill? Bill? Yeah. You got 11? What, they, what, 11 they like, in 12 seasons? Didn't they have like eight straight or something? Yeah, eight or nine Consecutive? Yeah. Eight? He won 11 in 12 seasons. Yes. So. Nuts. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. How many teams, though, were in the league? Eight. <laughs> okay, so is it that ridiculous? It's still ridiculous. It, it is. Sure. I mean, to be that great that often, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also ridiculous. seven foot in you black. St- you still got to win. Back hey, 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 we don't. We're not doing that. I've debunked that. Do I need to write an article about that? Please. This idea that back then Bill Russell and Wilt they played a bunch. They played a bunch of six foot farmers. They had an extra bone. I've done this research before. Well, well, they're black, so they got that extra bone. Yes, right. They foot. also didn't play six foot farmers. They played six foot um, door to door salesmen. Okay, there it is. So I need to write an article. So it's you not that because am- no, there was not that amazing. There was height around. Mm. It's more amazing than you think. All right, let's mm. let's see that article. Okay, yeah. change my mind. All right, all right. Uh, what NFL player holds the record for most career receiving yards? Ooh, and this is in a career. Yeah. Ooh. A, Isaac Bruce. B, Terrell Owens. C, the GOAT, Jerry Rice. Most people GOAT. And D, my GOAT, Randy Moss. Jerry. C. And we're going C, Jerry Rice. Both got it right. Yeah. I knew it wasn't Isaac. He, he Isaac, was, is, Isaac is like sixth. I was arguing with somebody and looked this up. I was arguing with somebody and looked it up. I think he's up there in receptions as well. Yeah, he, uh, he might be like there. wide receiver Frank Gore, where like you don't realize that he has that many stats. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what I got like four now? Was it four two? No, you didn't get four today. You've gotten three. Oh, okay, three one. Three. three two? No, got Bree's, three got today. Two. Bree's got two. Bree's got two. Three two. All right. Um, I thought you were running away. With I'm this? trying to shortchange you. I got two more questions. All right. All right. What is the only city to win three major sport championships in the same year? A, San Francisco. B, Detroit. I'm sorry. B, yeah, B, Detroit. C, New York. D, Dallas. 
Pump. He said Dallas, San Francisco, Detroit, and who else? New York. Three in a, in one year. Three in one year. Uh, I am going to go with five. I'm gonna go New York. Bruce? The other choices are Chicago and Detroit and San Fran. A San Fran. Yeah, give me give me San Francisco. And you're both wrong. Detroit. Detroit is Detroit. Yeah, really. That was surprising thought, to me. Didn't too. Los Angeles do it like a couple of years ago? Like Lakers won, Rams won, and Dodgers won. You're right. You're right. But they weren't on the options. So I was listening for Los Angeles. And I'm like, oh no, Los Angeles. So man, so so, so who was it? Red Wings. Red Wings, Pistons, and was it the Tigers, the baseball team? With uh, must be because it was with uh, Miguel uh, Cabrera. They never won a title. They never won one. Mm-mm. And the Lions ain't won. Lions uh, ain't never won a Super Bowl. Huh? Mm-hmm. Look, look that up. Hey, okay, Bob Barker. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> All right, I'll give you. I'll give you a bonus. Then I'll give you a bonus <laughs> after this Hurricanes question. Breeze, right, right, I'm right. setting you up. Right, hopefully, you better get this. He oh rushed God. he rushed for 299 yards and three touchdowns including the game winner with 50 seconds left during the 1998 45 49 to 45 upset victory over then BCS number 2 UCLA That would have been I, You want me to give you the options? I think or? I know. Clinton Porters. Oh, I'm, you want me to give oh, you, I'm you, sorry. Do you want me to give you the options? Sure. You got Clinton Portis, uh, James Jackson, Edron James, and Willis, Willis McGee, McGehee. In 98? 98. In 98. Because, I'm going to go Edge. No. Um, it's actually, um, say the name again. Give me the names again. Uh, Clinton Portis, James Jackson, Edron James, Willis McGehee. Clint. This is you let me down, man. It was it had to be James Jackson then. It was Edge. It was Edge in '98. Oh. Yeah, I thought Edge was you gone already. You can double already. check me. I, I screenshot it. No, nah, so. I mean no. Yeah, forty nine to forty five over UCLA. They were number two. Uh, sure. The only Let's reason why I didn't go McGahey and Portis, I knew it was McGahey because he didn't start until one Yeah, because I mean the DB's 02. fast, but McGahee's fast. So, <laughs> but I thought Clint would have been starting in '98, but no, if Edge, that's probably Edge's last year then. And fact check me, I just find these questions online, <laughs> so you can fact check. No, me. I mean you're probably right. I mean the internet ain't never wrong, never. All right, so it's four two pump. I'll just throw one more out there um, to close it out. It's slanted with all these baseball questions, but then again, you get the Miami question over me anyway, so. <laughs> Jerk. I really don't have much of an argument. Actually, I don't have any more questions. So Pump, Pump wins it I'll, four I'll two it. this week. All right. Boom. That's all right. I got time. Two weeks in a row. It's I early mean. in the year. All right. So I'm streaking. I'll, I'll come on strong. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. There there it is. Is. That's, what they, that's what they say. I think he, he don't get you on these. The numbers right. is tricky, but nah, that's all right. Nah, Especially as these baseball questions roll out. Heavy baseball. I'll lighten up on the baseball. It's not even baseball season. Watch more I feel baseball. Like, but I feel like we don't no. talk. We don't talk baseball. So we don't talk baseball because it's baseball. Can't get out of here. Just All watch right. more baseball. No. But we got a whole lot of football. Yeah. So let's get into that. Wait, do we have football? I don't think we have football. Yes, we do. We got football on here. 
Yeah, you, you sure? played one last week. Still working out the kinks. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, no, they got him. He's bare-chested. <laughs> He's banging his chest. Oh, man. That's, like, honestly, one of the one of the greatest ever. So... That that's real, right? Yeah. <laughs> what game was that? Uh, Kansas City and oh god, who are they playing? Uh, for some reason, I, I feel like I saw Jeff Fisher's face. So maybe Kansas City <laughs> and the Titans or something like that. Because I want to go back and watch that. I'll, I'll actually send it to you. It's the sad part is they don't show it, of course, because you know they never show the guys on the field. So you're just looking at like the sidelines and just watching the guy. <laughs> You just see people's heads like moving back and forth as they watch the guy run back and forth. And they're giving them play by play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's bare chested. He's bare chested. He's banging his chest. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it was the divisional weekend of football. Um, exciting weekend. We had a couple games, couple good games, and two blowouts. Um, we'll we'll start with the blow, the obvious blowout. Um, Pump your team, the uh, mm-hmm. the G men. Mm. G-Man. Yeah. Versus who I think was the best team um in the league this year in Philly. Uh 38 to 7. Uh total domination. Waxed. Complete. Complete um, domination. It was a 31 point margin, the the largest in the playoffs since the, ni- the 1990. <laughs> <laughs> 1970. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? It was the largest margin of victory over the Giants. Um, it was the largest margin of victory since 1970, <laughs> since the merger. Yeah, it, it, it was it was bad. The since the merger. <laughs> yeah, so it's on the history of the NFL. <laughs> and uh, it happened to the Giants. Of um, course it did. Daniel Jones is the quarterback. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? Hey man, the 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 the, the pumpkin, uh, the, the clock struck midnight. Yes, and they I turned just, back into pumpkins. What happened? It's your it's your t- secondary <clears throat> team. What happened? Um, in all honesty, they that was one of those situations where, to me, they played a much more talented team. The Eagles are the Eagles actually really are a really good team, right? I feel like we've all given them their props this season. Um. They have a great defense. They do what they need to do on offense. They can score points. And Saquon, the people who have gotten the Giants to where they were or to where they are didn't show up. Um, Danny Dimes didn't do anything. Saquon was pretty much non-existent. He ran for 61 yards. You can't get that from your best player. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, the the Eagles pretty much showed you what the Giants, I guess, would Breeze has been saying all season, um, they, they were who he thought they were. So, clock struck midnight. As, as we talk more football on the show, I'm gonna talk about a trend in the playoffs, and that's that's you need a running game in in the playoffs. I've been saying this for years now. You have to have a running game. The Eagles did what they wanted on the ground. They had 268 yards on the ground. Mm. Um, they just couldn't stop nothing. They they ran up the middle. They ran student body left, student body right. 
Jalen Hurts, he's coming off of a shoulder injury. He he didn't have to do much. He just they just leaned on the running game. And I think when if you're the Giants moving forward, you're gonna have to find playmakers outside of Saquon and Danny Dimes. Um you have to find guys on the outside that can win one on one consistently. Because if if you just are just a running team with your quarterback and your running back and don't have a guy that can stretch the field, it's an easy Especially with an athletic defense like the Eagles, it's an easy win. So they're gonna have to do something moving forward. They got they got bum rushed. It the game was over at halftime. It was twenty eight nothing at half. Yeah. They, they just got bumped. They got punched in their mouth. It's yeah. nothing else to say. Yeah, you gotta give up the sticks at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, they got twenty one skunked. Mm-hmm. Like that's dubs. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, real quick, I, I don't think we need to spend a bunch of time in it. But I'm looking at their look at their season. They only beat two playoff teams. In 17 games, they beat two playoff teams. That tells me kind of what I need to know. You beat up a bunch of scrubs and still only went 9-7. and seven. So anytime you play somebody legit, you probably lost except for the Jags early in the year. But we know the Jags came on later. And they beat the Ravens in, you know, week six. So I'm not surprised. Okay. Um, before we move on from them, if you're the GM for the Giants – this offseason, what are you doing to build on this season? You had a, a nobody expected a playoff team, so there's something there to build. You went and got a, a left tackle, um, and what's his name, Neil out of Alabama in the Evan. draft, Evan Neal. You got your defensive end, um, in uh, the kid from Oregon, uh, Kayvon. Mm-hmm. So you got two young trench guys to to build on what do you do moving forward you still got Saquon and a young Danny Dimes who I think there's talent there I may have uh, <laughs> bragged about him a little a little too premature but he's still a very talented guys if you could get him some weapons if you got the GM hat on what are you doing um I mean the, Saquon showed his worth the, the the sad part is I mean in today's NFL people Kind of consider running backs a dime a dozen. Um, he's obviously the best player on that team. I don't think that you can go forward if I'm the GM of the Giants and trust that um, Daniel Jones is going to be that guy for this team. I don't. I don't. I, I can't put my trust and say, you know, hey, let that man go out there and do what he does because obviously Saquon also has a history of being hurt. Like he had a yeah. good season this year and he stayed healthy for the most part. But I, can I depend on that for my, for my running back? Mm. And then I definitely can't depend on Daniel Jones. So you're trading away your best two pieces offensively? I, I mean, I don't know what the value is for, for uh, Daniel Jones. I, I know you can get value for Saquon Barkley. Right. I think you can get some value. I don't think you can get any value for Daniel Jones. And if that's the case, I think the Giants are going to be where they are for a while. Because, I mean, I don't think Philly's going to fall off anytime soon. They're young. Um, they got a young quarterback who they believe in. I think Dallas is still going to be very competitive. <laughs> Dallas is always competitive. We'll get there. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think the Giants are going to stay middle of the pack right now unless they find a way to get a better competent quarterback than Daniel Jones. Okay. I think you got to go all out on any of these quarterbacks who may be teetering. So, like, if Lamar doesn't strike a deal with the with the Ravens, you need to be the first one on the phone. Yeah. And honestly, just fly down there. I just I just spend the offseason in Baltimore just in case. You got nothing else to do. <laughs> um, or, you know, if Aaron Rodgers 
is going to come out and say he demands a trade. Like, you need to be first in line for one of those type of quarterbacks because I think it changes everything. I, I think Saquon Barkley is is amazing. He is. He's an amazing talent, and he makes a lot of people's lives easier. So if you can get somebody, a quarterback who can either add on to that, right, a guy who also can create like Lamar Jackson – He's just a weapon himself, like a true weapon. Like Daniel Jones is not a weapon. Let's, let's stop. And or a quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers who can get the most out of receivers, who elevates the receiver room. You got to go do something like that. Otherwise, I mean, you know, you're going to mire in mediocrity. And I think this year was a bit of a fluke. I don't think they were a playoff team. I think they had a soft schedule, and they you know, they won enough games. So kudos to them to get there. But yeah, no nah, man, you got to go in a different direction. Fair enough. Um, so moving forward, the other game that was kind of one sided, uh, the Bills versus the Bengals. Hmm. So in, in my notes, Joey Burrow. I, all, that's all I have in my notes. Joe Cool. Because really, before this game, it was said that the the Bills they they sold fifty thousand tickets for the AFC ch- Championship game in Atlanta. They gave the Bengals no chance of winning this, and refund. That's what. That's exactly what Joey Cool said. Go get them refunds because he said, "Hold my beer." Mm-hmm. He showed up, and he's been doing this all season. And it it may have flew under the radar. I got him as my number two quarterback in the league, not because I'm I I'm in I'm infatuated with the shiny new toy breeze. But you brought. I wasn't even gonna bring that up. I'm saying you brought that up last night, but I mean. We're here now. The guy, the guy is just mature, mature beyond his years. He he just knows how to run an offense, and he went into that stadium in in Buffalo in the snow. He didn't turn the ball over, and he led that offense. And at no point in that game did I, I see or say uh, the Bills are are, are going to come back and win this. Joe he he managed that game brilliantly, and Mixon he mixed it up uh, with. 105 in a touchdown and if you have a running game in the playoffs as well as a quarterback like Joe Burrow with weapons and their defense really has been playing better than last year toast even though pump you know you don't like toast he had a good game um Eli Apple peon that defense is a plebe yeah that defense took away uh Stephon Diggs and that running game and forced Josh, Josh Allen to do what they wanted him to do and try to win win the game with his legs and make Aaron throw. So they might be the team team to beat moving forward. What did you think of this game yesterday? Um, <clears throat> me and Breeze had a good conversation, and I, I, I definitely wanted some of that conversation to to trickle into the the, the pod today. Um. You know, we had a conversation about, you know, Josh Allen. And I still believe that Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And I'm realizing more that I think it's strictly based off of his talent. I think there's other quarterbacks that play the position better than he does. And he faced one of them. And if you look at the history of of, uh, Buffalo in the playoffs – he keeps losing to people who play the position better than he does. Even in those shootouts, right? The great, uh, the great game we watched last year, him and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. All right. Joe Burrow is a better quarterback. They both have weapons. 
and he is the most he's he's more talented than Joe Burrow physically, right? He can run, he can pass, he can do everything physically better. But Joe Burrow is going to go out there and win a game playing quarterback. And I feel like in that game, um, you know, Breeze kind of mentioned to me about, you know, um, uh, Stephon Diggs. And it's like, well, well kind of where was he? Now, wide receivers, wide receivers are dependent on your quarterback getting you the ball. Right. Josh Allen, I feel on every single play, he trusts himself more than he trusts what's around him. Right. We know he doesn't have much of a running game. He kind of is the running game. We thought James Cook might get off. Singletary can have certain games. You got Stephon Diggs. You got Knox. You got Evans. If you plug any quarterback, give Joe Burrow that same team with that offensive line, that game's a blowout because Joe Burrow is going to do what he needs to do with that talent because he's a better quarterback. Right. And that's what I that's what I saw. I mean, on top of that, the Bengals' defense has has these moments. We've seen them do this like two years in a row now, where all of a sudden they flip a switch and uh what's the white dude number 91 Hendrickson all of a sudden he turns into Joey Bosa Reggie White (laughs) Michael Strahan yeah he turns into whatever that guy he just wreaks havoc um I think that D coordinator also brought a great game plan into the game they were throwing these weird blitz packages in there on on Josh Allen and it made him have to play quarterback and when you have to make Josh Allen play quarterback the Bills lose. So is that the way to beat Josh Allen, make him play quarterback? <clears throat> it seems like it. Hmm. I mean, it's hard to argue against that, right? I mean, we, we've we seen it now. Um, the last year was a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. They did. They have to shoot out. They end up losing to the Chiefs. But I, I also question Josh's ability to rise to a certain level, right? When you get to a playoffs, man, you got to st- – and Pump, you asked me last night, you were like, what's the difference between regular season and playoffs? You still got one week to prepare. It's, and, I, I, and I could be reaching on this. And I don't know. I never played in the league. But it seems like the cream really rises in the playoffs. You know, week seven, week eight, you kind of you might be in the drag of the season or, you know, you're a little nicked up and it matters. When it comes to the playoffs, like nothing, none of that matters. Right. Everybody's dialed in. Everybody's at their best. And... If your best can't beat the other guy's best, then that's a problem. Let's say there's something there. I mean, I mean, one touchdown at home in the divisional round, like I, that, that's unacceptable, right? So a lot of people have crowned this kid, I think, too early. I was going there. I, I'm not. I am not. I mean, I think Josh Allen's a, a, a phenomenal talent. Top five. And his numbers are fantastic. I don't know if he's top five for me. Okay. Because, again, in these moments, when when the game is on you, everybody looks at you and says, hey, can you save us? It's been no, right? That team is built around him being Mr. Everything. And when it comes down to it, he's, he just hasn't been able to do enough. So I, either they need to change the way they're doing things or he needs to learn how to trust the guys around him, elevate the people around you. That doesn't happen. He led the team in rushes? That's nuts. That's nuts. Um, I don't know. They got to figure something out, man. But if the if if Pump is right, and all you have to do is force him to sit in the pocket and make throws, and you get results like this, he he can't be near my top five. I'm sorry. The numbers are gonna say otherwise, right? He's got big numbers every year. He puts up huge numbers. But if if that's the 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 recipe for beating you in the postseason, no, nah, you can't be in my top five. Right. You you got you got the the biggest arm in the league. 
You got to be able to use that when the game's on the line. We we know Joe Burrow can run. Did we see him run yesterday? No, he, had, he, he didn't need to. He ran for 31 yards. And, and 20, it, was pro- it was probably because he needed to run. And 21 came on one run. Right. <laughs> so it's it's like they went and got Stephon Diggs from Minnesota. They went and got other guys to put around you. Do- uh, Knox, he's a great tight end, solid. James Cook, they're not utilizing him the way that they should. He's got enough weapons around him to where he doesn't need to feel or don't need to try to win every every play with his legs or try to scramble around and be unorthodox. Just drop back, make your read. Either it's there or it's not. But I, I think he's just going to have to figure it out between the ears because he's got all, like Pump said, he's got all the tools. It's on him at this point. He's got tons of talent. I, and and sadly, I <clears throat> obviously the record doesn't speak for it. But I've compared him again to Jay Cutler. He he has the tools to do everything, right? He can run, he can pass, he has one of the biggest arms in the game, but he knows that he has one of the biggest arms in the game. He knows that he thinks he can make every single throw. He can make every single run. And in those times, like I was telling uh Breeze yesterday, where we watched that game against Minnesota, and you know, here he is dragging that team down the field by himself, yeah. right? He breaks off a long run, breaks off another long run, makes a good pass. But then he also blew the game by throwing to Patrick Peterson. Like, bro, there's nobody there. Yeah. yeah, Right? So he'll get you there, but then he'll also lose you the game. Maybe the moment's too big. Moment's too big. I mean, pissed down his leg. <laughs> so before we move on from them, um, being that he plays the way he does, and you got a guy like Stephon Diggs, who is now thir- in his 30s as a wide receiver, do you do you stay with a quarterback like that if you're Stephon, or or do you look to move on? Because after the game, he didn't stay for the whole locker room meeting. He kind of stormed out, and I think it was you that said that's not a good look for a guy with a C on his chest. So either you was it you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you said it's not a good look for a, a guy that's a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in the NFL, once you get up into the 30s, especially as a wide receiver you start to become labeled as washed. Do you think Stephon Diggs looks elsewhere to maybe play with a quarterback that's going to utilize his skill set more and not play backyard football and I got to run scramble drills on every route? Does he have a choice? You could, you could demand a trade. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can ask for a trade. I feel like guys don't do that too often. I think that's kind of – it's one of the. I think it's a kind of a rarity in this day and age. It usually doesn't look good from a PR standpoint, from a marketing standpoint. Um, I don't know if he's got much of a choice, but something's got to change. And and if he's unhappy with the situation, you got to be able to have a sit down with ownership, with your quarterback, with your offensive coordinator, and say, "Look, guys, whatever we're doing in the off se- in the regular season, it's great. Yeah, right." It's great in a regular season. I think I, I'm in this conversation, I kind of compared playing the Bills to playing the Milwaukee Bucks in a regular season. It's just so different than everything else you see week to week. So it's hard to prepare for it. You know, especially, again, during the, the drag of the season. It's a long, you know, dragging season. And, you know, when you come up against them, it's like, oh, this is different. Right. Now in the playoffs – None of that matters. Nothing right? gets you off guard. No, no, no. Yeah. You're completely ready for everything, and everybody's locked in 100%. So you got to have a conversation and say, look, whatever we're doing in the regular season, that's fine. We got to find a way to do something different 
in the in the postseason, right? right? And I think this kind of goes back to one of your knocks on Lamar Jackson, Pump, mm-hmm. about you don't know if that's championship winning football because the game so much depends on him and creating everything. Right. And maybe this is the same thing. Maybe Josh Allen's in the same boat where, hey, man, you just can't win like that. Um, and they got to find a way to actually play championship winning football in the postseason. Okay. I co-sign that. Um, well, speaking of championship winning football, we have a quarterback in Jacksonville that knows a thing or two about championship type play as, at the quarterback position. And I, I think even though it didn't turn out the way that he wanted, um, the, the clock struck midnight, midnight for the, the comeback kids. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, man, we got to give him a round of applause for the season he's had and the way, you know, he went he went about his business in the playoff. I'm a fan of Trevor. Yeah, he should be. I think he could surpass uh, Josh Allen if he continues on this trajectory. Uh, and I think he's got really he's got really good help coming next season in Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. Trevor's ETN, and going into his second full mm-hmm. season because he missed a lot of time in his first season. So now you got Travis going into uh, Trevor ETN, Trevor ETN, not Travis. Travis. You, Trevor's Travis at ETN. at the Gators. Okay. Travis Trevor, whatever. The ETN boy. <laughs> T T Trav. E- ETN. Um, yeah, I think that offense is gonna be dangerous next year. You throw in a Calvin Ridley, you know, yeah. and you give Sunshine another year going into now his third year, which again, talents like that continue to get better. And I don't think he's hit a ceiling yet. I can I can officially give you or send you my my article now. Cause they cause they're done. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so- the article is about the Jags. Uh well no it was it was about um Justin and Trevor ah okay oh. okay <clears throat> so I mean now that their season is done because I wanted to see how far he was going to be able to take it yeah um because again to me I'm I'm looking at you know both of these quarterbacks and we will just focus on Trevor what happens when you have competent coaching right yeah Doug Peterson made a difference on that team they they've had talent right we we know that Trevor is a talented guy but from the last two seasons, a lot of people might have been like, uh, I guess he might be another bust. Might be another Clemson well, bust. This was his second season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought this was third. No, this Justin's second, second season. season, ain't it? Yeah. Were they in the same draft? I didn't think they were in the same draft. No, they were in the same. They've been following each other Dude, throughout their step, whole career. Step for step. So this is the sec- so second season. Yeah. I thought so. I double check. Yeah, I, I can, can look it up. All right, look it up. <clears throat> Either way, it, it, it again, it, it shows what happens when you have – a competent coaching staff around you, right? Because we know that Trevor is extremely talented, right. right? He's shown that. And now all of a sudden, take out Urban Meyer, get a real coach in there. Again, a coach that has been here, won a Super Bowl, has played quarterback before. Now all of a sudden the Jaguars are a, a, a playoff contending team, right? And right. that game, that was a one-possession game. Yeah, they had a fumble inside the red zone, turned the game. So – it, it it didn't seem fluky, and even with them losing, it's like, oh man, well you well you lost to the Chiefs. That's that's a respectable loss to me, right? <laughs> they what five straight in, uh, AFC Championship games they've been to now. Yeah. yeah. So I can't knock them, and you know that now, like Bree said, they're getting more help, more weapons for uh, Trevor Lawrence to throw to a guy who knows how to play quarterback again, right? He's been doing this with with Christian Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Zay Jones. <laughs> so, so again, you're not you're not throwing to Stephon Diggs. Was it two? This is the second season. Second season. So you're not throwing to these guys. You're not throwing to anybody. I, I remember what, they got Christian Kirk from what Washington, Arizona, Arizona, and everybody's like, 
Cool, he signed Christian Kirk. Who cares? 80 mil. Zay Jones. Okay. Yeah. And it's a playoff team now. But Trevor Lawrence knows how to play quarterback and showed. And speaking of quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes went down in that game and it didn't stop that train. Um Travis Kelsey had a record in the playoffs, 14 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Without Pat Mahomes for the better part of the first half, um, Chad Henney went in there and led a 75-yard drive. Pat just needs a good jazz bath. That's all he needs. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So Rub some some dirt on the kid. So I, I, I mentioned it last week. You can't let the Chiefs get ahead and expect to come back. And regardless of who you plug in into an Andy Reid offense, the offense is still going to go. Pacheco had 95 yards. Again, running in the playoffs. You need that running game. So our guy, MVS, scored a touchdown. Um, they would. You can't, especially with a rookie quarterback or a, a young quarterback, you can't get down against the Chiefs and expect to come back and win in the playoffs. And those two, was it two turnovers at the end for the Jags? Those were real pivotal. And Kansas City, man, they the train just keeps rolling. And we got to – Keep an eye on uh, Mahomes because it's a different if it's a different animal coming coming to town. To me, this is one of Pat's more impressive performances. Really, in my opinion, you take he was almost immobile, like he could barely get a handoff on a stretch run play. So the man was hobbling, like literally almost playing on one leg. Right, it wasn't Byron Leftwich getting carried up the field, <laughs> but he was he could barely move. And I asked Pump this question. I said, what would Josh Allen do if that happened to him? Well, he couldn't run. But at the same time, what would a Lamar Jackson do? Right? A lot of guys who are, we think, are the elite quarterbacks or top fives or in your top sevens or whatever, if that happens to them, they're not, they're not delivering. You know, they're not still carving defenses up. The man couldn't move. And yet and still, you know, yep, Chad Henney came in and had a touchdown drive. But Pat played the whole second half. On one leg. And were they still, they put up 40? No, they didn't. But they were still efficient. They were able to do enough to get a win against a very young and hungry Jags team. Mm. To me, that's impressive because a lot of quarterbacks, and it was his right leg, if I remember correctly, which is his plant leg as a right-handed quarterback. I don't think that's getting enough attention. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Just to even just be out there. The average average person is like, yo, I'm done. Like, hey, it was the ice bath. You know what I'm saying? But right. that's impressive, man. And th- it just goes to show to me, Pat is, and I've I've been on the I've been on this train for a while. Pat's the best quarterback in the league. Hands and down. I, and I and Tom is faded out. I feel like um I feel like watching Kobe in like 08, 09, and you can just see Braun is like just running him down. You can see it coming. It isn't it wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready to say it in 09. You know, Kobe wins back to back chips 09 and 10. And I wasn't ready to say it. But then 11 comes around. And then 12 comes around. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Braun is, this is now Braun's league. And I think we're watching the same thing with Pat, where it's like, yeah, Tom is kind of, he's kind of fading, seemingly. And for Pat to do that, man, and to still be effective in any sense at all on right. one leg, I think it's really impressive. And, and with a week to, you know, rest it, I think he'll be just fine. And I think he's going to still be Pat. Agreed. Because – to kind of end that point, a lot of it, a lot of quarterbacks, if you take away one asset of their game, they can't do nothing else. Pat, he likes to run around in the pocket as well. He's not just a drop back guy. No. And 
they took that away from him. And he's like, all right, I'm going to stay in the pocket. I could do both. A lot of people can't do both. So that is to be commended. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he gets healthy because Joe Burrow, man, that that's a matchup I would pay the watch. Yeah. I hope we get a really good game. Oh, and real quick, like you said, shout out to the other guys that stepped up. I think Boo Boo Smith Schuster had a couple <laughs> catches. Juju. Um, MVS had a touchdown. Our guy, our guy, shout out to Lakewood. So those other guys did just enough too, because I've said I don't think you know you can't do it with just a tight end. Right. So those other guys stepped up and made plays too. And you don't like Pacheco, do you? He gets up and celebrate after a five yard run. I, it's so annoying. <laughs> Act like you've done something in your life. I'm sorry. Oh, and uh, Kadarius Tony, man, that he could be a factor. He could be a, a real factor. <laughs> <clears throat> We're not shouting out Gators on here. Oh, man, man, he got the first-round draft pick, bro. And they, they beat their chest over that dude. Oh, he's a, he's a first-round. No, he's not. He was not a first-rounder. Stop it. On any other team, I, would, I wouldn't believe in him. But in Andy Reid's offense, they're going to find ways to make That's him what, a the, factor. The fourth option? What are we talking about? I, I mean, he's a first-rounder. And he's a, he's a fourth option on his second team. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. He ain't getting nothing from me. I'm going to throw it back. Right. <laughs> All right, last but not least, what can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong. Ah. <laughs> oh <my God>. What? <laughs> what did I tell y'all? Didn't I say just be patient? That's all I asked. That's all I asked. All I asked was. For y'all to be patient. It was coming. It was coming. <laughs> it didn't matter. High power, prolific offense. Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Keep it spinning or breaking records. We average more than 35 points per game. Well, what did you do tonight? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, no, man, that's fantastic. That's, that's great. We, we all knew Stephen A was coming. Oh, yeah. And he never lets me down on that. To his point, what did they do last night? Uh, they lost 12 to 19 in San Fran against Mr. Irrelevant, a, a rookie quarterback. Hey, Purdy is 30. Sure. No, he's not. <laughs> Stop it. Pur- hey, no, Purdy is 30. Hey, man. He didn't play elite football either. Mm-mm. But Dak, man, let me just start the conversation <sighs> off with this question. Should the Dallas Cowboys move on from that? No. No. Okay. What should be done in Dallas? Because as Stephen A. alluded to, just be patient. The Cowboys will step on their toes yet again. Last year, it was, it was the last drive. They couldn't, spike, they couldn't get set to spike the ball and, and lost. And you, we kind of saw this coming, even though they, they beat the Bucs really bad last week. You saw the kicking game setting up for the setting the stage up. Oh, no money, Maher. Yeah, setting the stage up for what would happen to the Cowboys, and and that came out the gates throwing picks, just double clutching, not seeing not seeing the game. You know what what can be done to this team? In 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 all honesty, I, I think the first time that this hire happened, I, I I called twelve, and we talked about it. Mike McCarthy's not a good head coach. I'm not, you've I'm, been saying that for a while. You're not going to win games because of Mike McCarthy. He's, he's he's just not 
right? You, you, he won one Super Bowl because you had arguably at the time the greatest quarterback in the league. You had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. I could have won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback, right? In his prime. I'm not going to put it all on Mike McCarthy, but at the same time, I, again, I feel like when you have a quarterback, and I think that Dak is a really good quarterback, and we talked about that last night, yeah. right? I think a lot of people don't appreciate what Dak is. And when you have somebody that has that kind of talent, you don't let it go because the quarterback, the commodity for a quarterback is in high demand. So if you got a good one, you hold on to it, right? But at the same time, if you you need competent people around them to make them better. What I saw from Dak and what I've seen from Dak is these levels of inconsistency where "Mm, I I need somebody there to say, Dak, what are you doing? Whether that be a Sean Payton. Or what you see with Doug Peterson doing with Trevor Lawrence. If you get that kind of, I think if you get that kind of coaching in Dallas, because they just came off of what, but Jason Garrett was there forever. Yeah. Right. Not a great head coach either. And then you got a 30-year-old uh, offensive coordinator. Sure. Who he's who, probably not going to listen to. Who honestly, and we talked about last night, he didn't He didn't call a bad game. He set up the game well for Dak right. to win it. So it was there. Dak was making mistakes. So, if it takes for somebody to be able to get Dak to the next level, then I think that's what you need because Dak has all the weaponry around him. At this stage of his career, why does it take someone else to motivate him to get to that level? We we I, we all know Dak has all the tools. Yeah. We we saw that against the Bucks. He could. That's probably his best game ever that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know he could do it. Like, why does it take a coach to? It doesn't take a coach to get Joe Burrow up. It doesn't Brady all these other guys. Why does it take a certain hire to get him motivated or to get him over the hump? I, I mean, you, a coach isn't gonna tell you to not throw a comeback route late. Mm-hmm. That's on you. I mean, it, it honestly might take that coach to say, "Okay, we need to work on these things." Because Dak has again, Dak has all the tools to be a top ten in the league. I mean, are we are we putting Dak in the top ten? We can probably come up with maybe ten people above Dak. Maybe he's, he's, he might be ten. He's probably, be, so right. he's probably right. If man. he's top ten, then he's ten, right? Yeah, nine or ten. So for me, I feel like there's somebody there to get you to that next level. I I, I do. I mean, I don't think that Tom Brady is great because he has all the physical tools. He works hard, but he also had somebody there with him. But my thing is, you reach these guys at an early age. You mentioned Justin Fields all mm-hmm. the time. You could re- you could reach a younger mind early and mm-hmm. kind of get those habits out. That that has been there. He's been around the ballpark now. I don't think you could get there now and try to change some of the habits that he has. He got all the talent in the world, but oftentimes you have to get these guys while they're young. You got the Trevor Lawrence's. Um, I don't know if Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey, is too late in his career to kind of turn around certain things that he does in this game, but I think – Dak is just a lost cause. He's he'll be fun to watch in Dallas, and they'll win regular season games. But when the chips is on the table, he falls. Um, I think we just got to be. We just have to be okay with calling Dak what he is, right? And and I think calling him good is fine. I think that's okay, right? Right. Sometimes we have to be okay with just calling good good, and not everybody good will be great. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Dak to me is one of those. He's one of those quarterbacks where, week to week, you you could get different performances. 
And I think this is just another example of that. You talked about the inconsistency. Last week, he was outside of his mind. And what did I say? I said, next week, he's going to be back to looking like Dak. And sure enough, he looked more He looked more human. He looked superhuman last week. And so when you have a quarterback like that, the way to win big is you have to be able to play complementary football. Where was the rushing game yesterday? It's that trend again. All right, so Tony, and I'm with you 100%. I'm with you 100%. If you can run the football and you can stop the other team's run game, you probably can win a lot of football games. And after Tony Pollard went down, as a team, a team, they rushed for 76 yards. Zeke went for 26 yards on get 10 him out. carries. In the famous words of Breeze, get him out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like that's, that's not okay. That's not, yeah. that's not championship football for a team built like that, a team that's built to score points. Now their defense is decent, but they're not built to. Hey, we're just gonna we're gonna win uh, alley fights. We're gonna win bar fights. We want it to be a knockdown, drag out, slugfest, defensive struggle. That's not how Dallas is built. Dallas is built to score points, and when they can't score points, they're not gonna win games. And you need to, if you want to consistently score points, you need complementary football. When Dak, was, when Dallas was at their best, was when Zeke was a top five back in the league. And there was nothing you can do, right? Right when he was when he was that hot, like because th- at that point, Dak doesn't have to be Mister Everything, right? Now you don't run into the Josh Allen situations where quarterback is Mister Everything week in week out, and eventually they're going to falter most of them when they don't have anything else helping them. So to me, go get your offensive line together. I don't think Zeke's ability just sapped. I don't think he got hit by the monsters and they they took his powers. But I think that offensive line ain't what it used to be. We used to yeah, we used not, to yeah. rave about that old line. That's yeah. old line. I did. Yeah, yeah. They, they had the best old line in the league for like three, four years or so, and it's kind of aged out a little bit. They didn't develop and draft behind it because they think, oh, we're good. Right. And so now they don't have that monster old line, and so now everybody's got to do more. So now Zeke's deficiencies as he ages, which running back to do quicker mm-hmm. than everybody else. Okay, now that really falls off a cliff, and so now it's really on Dak. And I don't think Dak is that guy, which is okay. Right. You don't have to be Mr. Everything if, if the pieces around you are right. So to me, shore up the O-line, find you a running game, and then let Dak be the complementary piece to a running game. And at that point, well, then you can go really far. And also, I think they kind of missed Amari Cooper uh, yesterday because it was CD or nothing in a passing game. Um Gallup, how many catches did he have? One, maybe? I forgot. T-Y. I didn't even know he played. Right. So – there was that one where I think Dak overthrew him. Like he had a nice little go route and he was open on a long ball and Dak yeah. overthrew him, yeah. CD played a hell of a game yesterday. He had one catch. Well, it was just a hands catch on a deep fade route. But the uh, there was no other weapons on the outside. And I think they kind of missed that Amari Cooper effect of just routing up a guy on a slant and getting that easy first down. They, I don't know, man. They gotta, they gotta do something in Dallas. But on, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I, I, I was I, again. I'm, I'm kind of looking at, you know, what we see in the playoffs right now. We're talking about Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow just plays quarterback better, right? We saw Patrick Mahomes on one leg; he can do what he does because he just plays quarterback better than everybody, right? right? And what we saw um, last night was San Fran and Dallas is. Dallas clearly had the better quarterback. But now, again, to me, what my point is about coaching, you saw what Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. yeah. He coached the hell out of that game. 
He didn't ask Purdy to do much at no. all. No. So and, and, and there was one there was one series where we were yeah, kind of talking yeah. about it where they took a timeout, you know, on a second down. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Be aggressive. Right. But you even said it's like, well, we want to make sure we do the right thing right now. I don't want my, you know, no experienced quarterback in the playoffs to go ahead and, and do something that he really shouldn't be doing. Right. So if I'm gonna blow a timeout right now on second down, then that's okay. Come over here. Let's figure out what it is. And it was like a random run. It wasn't even to Mike. Uh, he got three yards. It was a uh, second McCaffrey. and five. And right. he got three yards. They gave it to uh, Eli Mitchell. Yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing is. is, again, he said, you know what? That's exactly what we want to do. Like, Brock, I don't want you to do too much. We're just going to hand the ball off, and then we'll figure it out from there. And we got Robbie Gold that hasn't missed a field goal in the playoffs. Right, That's so, insurance. So, Brock, <laughs> just do what I tell you to do and go win this game for us. But do what I tell you to do. Right. Yeah. So again, you had a coach that did that. Maybe Kyle Shanahan could do that with Dak. I don't know. So again, you're young you're, quarterbacks, man. He's young. Cooper Rush probably would have played a better game than Dak. Maybe yesterday. But I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to give Dak Prescott any pointers. Mike McCarthy's not a good coach. Mm. So yeah. All right, well, Cowboys are out. So <laughs> they are. Anybody talk to Herm? <clears throat> I texted him last night. I asked like, "Cause you good." And he just sent me the uh, video back of uh, like DMX crying. <laughs> yeah, that's, the last, that's the last time I heard from him. I haven't talked to him. I haven't heard him since then. Yeah, yeah. man. Cowboy fans. You'll be they, all right, cuz. Yeah. There was a guy that drove over his TV. <laughs> no, nah, he's fine. Nigga's the Ivy Day B. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be all right. Yeah, he'd be all right. You, you tough, right? <laughs> you tough, right? All right? So Brock Purdy just keeps winning. Mm-hmm. And his, his prize for the next round is the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. Yeah, I need I need predictions, fellas. How how's the game gonna go? Who's gonna win it? Uh, I got Niners. I think I said last week. I, Niners are my Super Bowl team. You're riding the Brock train. I'm riding the 49er train. At, at this point, I feel like the 49ers have the best all around team. Um, I like that the Eagles have a really good defense. Have a lot of weapons. I feel like that matchup that should be a really fun game. If if that game is is like a blowout, I'll be very disappointed. Yeah, because. The Eagles and the and the Niners are both set up almost in similar fashions. Um, you know, again, they have tons of weapons on both sides of the ball. Both teams have really good defenses. And if you let the Niners just pin their ears back and go after Jalen Hurts and make him play quarterback, I'm curious to see how that works. Okay. The only outcome that would surprise me would be a Niners blowout. Or the Niners blow them out. But I can see the Eagles – We've seen it. They just get hot. And whatever, the, everything they're doing just works. And they just roll and whatever. And the moment's too big for Brock and he's on the rolls. You know, NFC Championship is too much. I can see that happening. Um, what I think is actually going to happen, though, and, I, and I'm going to stick to what I've been saying before. I don't think this Eagles team has really been tested. And playoffs are different, right? They got a chance to, they, got, they played the Giants, who I thought were stinky. And they blew them out. But I think the Niners can make this game ugly. That's the other thing the Niners want to do. With that defense pump, you said it yesterday. You said they want to lean on that defense. I think if they can make this game ugly, because they played ugly games. Mm -hmm. They want to play an ugly game. I don't think Philly wants to play an ugly game. I don't think Philly wants it to be uh, a bar fight. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think they want to get in that phone booth and squabble. So... I think the Niners, if they can make this an ugly game, a a low scoring 17, 14, mm-hmm. 19, 12, like they did to Dallas. That's that's up the 49ers alley right there. If that's the if that's how they can make that game, 
then give me the Niners because I think they're built to win that way. And I don't think Philly can. I think Philly can only win like shootouts or where it's fun and everybody's playing loose. I think they start, they get challenged, they get punched in the mouth. I'm interested to see how they respond. Give me the Niners by like a field goal. I'm going with Philly because I actually do think they can win a squabble. Okay. I mean, it's it's a tough city just to begin with. It's Philly. It, the game is in Philly. Okay. And I think that defense, a lot of people are overlooking that defense. Um, Fletcher Cox up the middle, he's just been there for years, for like 30 years and just been good all 30. Josh Sweat is playing out of his mind. Hassan Reddick is – Essentially, an uh, outside linebacker slash safety slash DN that could get around the left tackle or right tackle and get sacks. He's like he's like a, a Micah Parson. Um, so that it's going to be a battle in the trenches, and that's where it starts. And if they get into a squabble and pump, like you said, if they put pressure on um, Jalen Hurts and force him to play quarterback, I think he will, and I think he will use his legs more. And that's not something Brock Purdy could do. I think Jalen Hurts, he could stretch the field as well as use his leg. And we saw in the 49ers game, um, CD was getting behind people. You saw Gallup got behind people. Those receivers in Philly are a lot better. Mm -hmm. I like A.J. Brown over CD. I like Devontae Smith. He came on this year. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Goddard is back. Yeah. And the running game balances things out. So I think they will get into a squabble, but I, I do think Jalen Hurts makes makes a difference, especially with his legs. And I got Philly winning by three. Interesting. Okay. So for, <laughs> it's gonna game. be a good one. So for you at that point, that's where I put what Kyle Shanahan does over what Nick Sirianni. Oh yeah, Shanahan got yeah. the coaching matchup. So again, if, if I'm sitting there and I'm watching that, and I can depend on that defense and what D'Amico Ryan's is doing with that San Fran defense, that boy is nice on that defense. Both of them have great defenses. So if it's gonna come to who's gonna manage that game, that chess match, give me Kyle, and that's why I, that's why I take the Eagles. I'm mean, uh, the Niners, and I'm with Breeze, like probably about a, a field goal or two. We're all, we're all field goal. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. Hopefully, it's just a good game. Mm -hmm. a good yeah. game. Shout out to D'Amico. I think he's gone yeah. after this year. He's gonna get a job somewhere. He's, he's uh, got that defense. Home. I don't know. He's black. <laughs> Racist. And he's young. I just he don't, I don't know. Do we? Do we? Did we pick the AFC? No, um, I'm getting into it, man. I'm sorry. Quick draw. My bad, man. Quick draw, McGraw. Bang, bang. All right, so it's the battle of the, of the quarterbacks, this one, man. I, I think these are the top two guys in the NFL. If you want to see some good quarterback play, this is the game you want to tune into, man. The Bengals and the Chiefs. Both have high-powered offense. Defense are hit and miss. I think the Bengals have the upper hand on the defense, but the, you can't really – Right, right off the Chiefs' defense as well. They show up at times. Um, I'm thinking a shootout. What are you guys thinking? Oh, man. <laughs> this is the shootout that they wanted last year again. Yeah. The, the Bills. The funny part is, is I know the Bengals can get into a shootout, but then there's times where the Bengals just put up 20 points. Yeah. Um, and now you have a, you know, let, let, let's see what Pat looks like. Is it, was it a high ankle sprain? I don't. Know. I didn't see the official. Okay. So, I mean, because you know, high ankle sprains are like long injuries. Yeah, but okay. would he have been able to return in that game with a high ankle sprain? I don't, probably I think, not. I think he would have came back regardless. I feel like he would have came back regardless. I mean, again, I don't. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the the prognosis was, or the di prognosis. That's right. Diagnosis. That's cool. right. Um, in that case, yeah, high ankle sprain. That's a tough injury. Um, but again, he knows how to play quarterback. He knows how to get through this. And 
that goes back again when I'm talking about coaching. I trust Andy Reid. Andy Reid will now dial up a game plan to say, okay, Pat can't do this. He can't do this. Let me figure out a way to make him more effective, and then Pat's going to go off of that. But I yeah. still take the Bengals. <laughs> All of that to take the Bengals. Yeah. In a really fun game. It'll be fun. 24-21, Bengals. I can't pick against the Chiefs. I, I just can't. I, we've it. seen them lose. right? They, they're not infallible. They're not invincible. But I don't know if I've ever picked against the Chiefs in the postseason in the last five years, except maybe when they played the Bucks, just because I had to. Um, and for the reasons you just said, Pat can beat you in so many ways. That offense is consistent. That's that's my that's my key for this pick. It's the consistency of the Chiefs' offense. I trust that over the consistency of the Bengals' offense. Right? We were having a conversation last night about receivers, and Jamar Chase has all the talent in the world. He has number one receiver in the league talent, but you don't always get number one receiver in the league production. And if I'm banking on in an AFC championship who I trust to be consistent, MVS can catch three passes for 40 yards, and that'll be enough for them to win. Travis Kelsey's going to get his. Just, I don't care what you do, right? <laughs> Kadarius Tony, yeah, he's he's a little bummy, but he'll get his <laughs> – He'll get his two catches for 45. You know what I mean? But that's consistent, though. No, they don't need an, an out-of-the-world performance from these guys like an MVS, a, a Kadarius Tony, a Pachenko. They don't need that to win. Yeah. So they just need those guys to be their average sales. Most of them. Most of them are average. And they just need you to be average, and they can win that way. So give me that over, I think, a Bengals team who is at their best when somebody's playing outside of themselves. And – I don't think the Chiefs need that. I think the Chiefs, they just play really good football and just, hey, everybody just do your job. And it's working for them. You don't you don't fluke your way to five straight AFC championships, man. Not at all. You don't. So give me that at home, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, even a hobbled one. Yeah, I got to take that. I dig it. I'm going with the balanced offense. Joe Mixon's ha- had 105 last game. Uh, he's he's a the better back if you we're, we're going position by position. Um the Bengals have two of the better receivers in uh, T. Higgins, who hasn't showed up yet. That could be a matchup you want to watch. Uh, you know how I feel about Jamar Chase. So they got the two best receivers, the, the best running back. We know we we all love Joe Burrow, and it's something about when he gets on the stage when mm-hmm. when everybody's watching. We haven't seen him have a have a bad game when everybody's watching. Right. And they beat him last year at at home. So. I'm going to go with the better receiver and the more balanced team. And I'm going to go Bengals by 10. Okay. Okay. Uh, So what? Is that a rematch of the 1988 Super Bowl? Bengals 49ers? Well, I'm going Bengals Philly. Oh, you're going Philly. I got Bengals Niners in the the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Okay. All right. We got some... uh, Mailbag uh, from our beloved Cha. You want to get straight into it or do you want to take a break first? Let me take a break. Go blow my nose. <laughs> six, six. Pay some bills. You know, drink some Red Lady. We'll be right back. Cool. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well and please drink responsibly. 
Oh, and we're off. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna will. Is on me? I think so. Mailbag. Question numero uno. Um Charles says that BCU didn't give Ed what he felt he needed to try and succeed. Question is. Is this enough to make BCU and other schools step up their efforts to improve existing conditions to attract the coaches they want or even to avoid any bad press from them? I think it's an ex- it's an example for teams that are looking to step up to that level of hiring a, a, an Ed Reed or a Dion. If, if you're a HBCU that's not looking for this type of attention, it's not really an example for them because they just won't do it. But if if you're a school that wants to put your your program, your football program on that type of level, it's an example. And I personally think that a lot of schools will shy away from it because they can't uphold, uphold their, their end of the bargain. Prime example, BCU, they just went out and reached out to Ed, however it was, was a handshake or what, what have you, and they can't deliver on their end. So... It's definitely a good example for people that want to um, do what Dion did at Jackson State. But have your funds in order. Have your have a PowerPoint at least. <laughs> you know, draw up a plan. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. What he said dominate, and we not doing it. I'm putting my heart in this shit, dog. Let's go, man. Let's go, baby. Let's go. What did you hear there? Passion. More than that, I heard accountability. I was, I was going to be my next one. Want to. Want to. Ed Reed walked in there and he started holding people accountable. Now, people who care won't take it as a slight. Nobody in that locker room took what Ed Reed as a slight. He held them accountable and they said, nah, he's right. We're not playing as hard as we could. And what happened? You saw what happened after halftime, right? The people that are there in power aren't being held accountable. Now, for whatever reason that is, right, what's going on right now would not happen at uh, uh, Oklahoma, wouldn't happen at Clemson, wouldn't happen at Alabama, wouldn't happen any of these other places, right? What Deion Sanders did, he went there and he changed the culture. If you have a losing mentality, a losing culture, you're going to be a loser. All right. Yeah. This is what it is. Ed Reed came and said, man, y'all are some losers. <laughs> I'm going to make y'all into winners. Right. And the higher up said, oh, my God, we're not, we're not losers. Who are you, Ed Reed? And Ed Reed said, well, I'm a winner. <laughs> what are y'all? And they got rid of him. We're trying to get rid of him. That shows you that they have a lack of accountability there. And that's why you're not going to be good. You're not going to be good at what you want to be good at. So to your point, yeah, they didn't have a plan. They said, hey, let's let's get the new shiny toy. Let's, let's, let's follow the trend. Let's get a guy who's going to come in here and do something, and maybe he'll uh, give us that boost that Dion did. But they couldn't handle what happened. I guarantee you Dion held Jackson State accountable. Oh, yeah. But Jackson State was committed. They were committed at, for, at, at getting better. This shows you that BCU was not committed to getting better. Yeah, it's 
Go ahead, Bree. No, please. No, it's it's almost like Ed pulled their card and they weren't ready for what was the work that was behind agreeing to this kind of uh, transition. Because the band's still good, right? The band's still good. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and the fact that kids are protesting lets me know that Ed already made an impact. So now you look even worse than you did before. Because now the kids are rebelling and they want so they they felt something that they they hadn't felt in in twenty. Ed was there for twenty five days, and, and he's made an impact on kids to where they're they're protesting to have him be the head coach. And I I mentioned this to Breeze. Um, we we were running. Um, I don't like the way Ed went about it. He could have went about it a different way. He I get it. He has passion and everything, but I think at the end of the day. Pride got in the middle of it, and when when you get called out on social media as a man, you feel like your pride has been hurt. But as a man, you actually you have to address that behind closed door and move forward from it. You can't just take your ball and leave because that just that's a bad stain on, and that's a black eye. And I don't know how you fix it. And my suggestion personally is just clean the house, and you may have to start at the top. I mean, I have so many thoughts on this thing, man. I want to go so many ways. I've been looking at what other people are saying. I'm, I'm listening to what you guys are saying. You guys are absolutely, once again, hitting the nail on the head. Y'all did it last week. You're doing it again. You're hitting the nail on the head in everything you're saying. You know, the, the, I, was, I just pulled up a statement again that they said. And essentially, they're, they're hiding behind the, well, we want to be represented a certain way. Right. If you're going to be the, the head coach and represent this this program, it wants to, they want to look a certain way. They are a religious school. I don't know if many people know that they are a religious school. Like if you're in school there, there's certain religious courses you have to take. That's why their bands sing so well, because actually singing is part of the, the, the regiment as well, um, especially for the, the band. And so I, and I get that. Right. I, I totally understand that. This is the, the brand that you want to have. This is what your school has been built on. Totally understand that. What a couple of things that they did wrong, though. One, did you do your homework on who this person was? Because last week I referenced that clip that you played. He's been this person, even at Miami, even recently, as far as like political stuff. He's been very vocal. Ed has always been very vocal. So did you do your homework on who you were where you were uh, planning to hire? Because they didn't hire him. Technically, right. there was no contract. So did you do your homework on our, who are we hiring? Or did you just say, oh, Ed Reed's right down the street in Miami. He's got a fluff title down there. Let's see if he'll take our opening head coach position. Because if you did that, then it goes back to your point, you didn't have a plan. And the other part of it is what you said, if you want to do something different, you want to get out of what, you, what you've been doing, which is losing as of late. You know, Bethune-Cookman has had a good football team before, um, but it's been a while. And right now they're under third interim president. That tells me there's some issues from the very, very top, right? That means that there are some administrative issues where y'all don't have your ducks in a row. So to now bring in a guy who's going to be vocal, who knows what greatness looks like, who's going to tell you what's wrong, if everybody's not in alignment to say, hey, we are committed to this, hey, we're all committed to this, it can't just be the athletic director where he went out and found him and they came back and was like, hey, y'all, everybody's going to be the coach. And they're like, uh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> but then they're not really on board. Sign off on it. You have to be committed to that. And yeah. everybody from the top to the bottom has to be committed to that. Because if you're not, 
he's going to call it out. And so the stain is on them 100%. But again, if you want it to, to look a certain way, you want it to be a certain way, then hire guys who are going to be that. To me, I liken this, and I feel like I'm like the analogy guy. I liken this to a relationship. And, and honestly, hiring is a relationship. Right. The first time you get in an argument with your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you break up, you're never going to get married. Because every relationship has arguments. It's natural. And if you break up the first argument every time, you'll never have a happy family if that's what you really want. So be honest with yourself. What do you actually want? Do you want a healthy relationship? Because in a healthy relationship, there's accountability. There's standards, hopefully, right? There's somebody saying, well, hey, this is how I communicate. Oh, well, this is how I communicate. Okay, well, how do we make this work? Right? What are the changes? How do we meet in the middle? So y'all got into one argument and you said, uh-uh, I'm done. I, I get him out of here. When you could have just had a conversation. Right. Call him to the office. Ed, understand there's issues. You, you name some things. Let's work on how we can fix those. At the same time, we need you to talk to us when there's problems. Right? We want to handle it a certain way. Give us an opportunity to meet you where your standards are, where your expectations are. And let's work through this together. Right. That's all that conversation had to be. Yeah. It didn't have to be all of this other stuff. All this extra stuff is unnecessary. So it tells me, like you said, your pride got in the way, which is fine, right? If that's how you want to be, then be that way. But probably also accept that you won't, like you said you wanted to in your statement, play championship football. Because championship football requires a vast commitment right. from top to bottom. Miami has stunk for 20 years because there wasn't a commitment to football. For 20 years. Right. And we didn't fluke up on having the best talent in South Florida just stay home. And it's a lot to be said about commitment when a guy that wasn't signed is cleaning up trash. And he hasn't Man. even seen any kind of money yet. And he's out there cleaning up trash. That means, says a lot. He's meeting students at 730 in the morning every day. With no contract. With no money. For all, for all the Somebody Said podcast listeners, if anybody wants relationship advice, call 1-888-1-BREEZE. <laughs> ladies, ladies. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> for relationship advice, call Dr. Breeze. On a cool, crisp Sunday <laughs> like night. It. Monday I night. I like it. I love Dr. All right. For real. No, that's, 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 that's 100%, man. Again, that man was out there doing what he didn't have to do, right? Yeah. And and I'm, I'm sitting here. I was kind of looking at a list. I, I need to pull it back up, but Edge and James. Uh, Ray Lewis, Warren Sapp. They would have been on Clinton campus. Portis. Willis, honestly, the entire, anybody that probably played football at Miami, because that's a fraternity. Right. Right? People from Miami that went and played for the Hurricanes, that's like a frat. Yeah. Right? So what Dion was doing at Jackson State, you're telling me that Michael Irvin when it came down to BCU? Oh, absolutely. Another Miami guy? You couldn't have got the Blaze brothers to come down there? Warren Sapp ain't got nothing to do. Call whoever you want to, right? And now, again, you also have people that's putting tangible things into that university. You're bringing money into that university. And guess who's mentoring them? Dion. Guess who's mentoring? Sure. but, but then, mentoring Ed, yeah. But, then, but, but also on top of that, when Florida State is good, the year we won the Natty, man, there's like four or five new buildings that popped up on campus. Yeah. That comes back to the school. It's an investment. Look at what Miami. Look, look at what the campus of the University of Miami was before they started winning football games, and look at it after. Yeah, that was because of the football team. And then when the football team stopped winning, it actually froze in time. It wasn't getting updated it, like it was. It anymore. makes a difference. So no, now, yeah. so again, you're looking at what BCU could be. 
And you said, no, no, we're we're, we're okay. We don't want that. We don't Pride, like the man. way he talked to us. Pride is the devil, man. man yeah. It comes before the fall. Um, did we just <laughs> we saved somebody's life? We just did. We did. We did. <laughs> somebody's relationship. We saved the relationship. We saved the life. Man, this, this is why you should listen to this podcast. This thing is getting deep. It's deeper than sports. Uh, all right, Breeze. What, else, what else we got? <laughs> all right, uh, I, I know we we got a roll. So, um, uh, I'm going to skip the baseball question. I'm over baseball for the, for the day. Um, so Brady to the football team. We can make this a quick one. He, he said it makes a lot of sense. He thinks they're a quarterback away. They've got good running backs. They've got receivers, and they have a, a decent O line. No, going no. going to, go to where the the football team? No, Washington. Next doesn't make sense. He's no. not going there. Why would he go there? I don't think he would either. And, and even though I I think he's right. I think they have a better O line right now. They have some receiving talent. I just don't see championship. I don't see a championship organization. Just from a geographical standpoint, he wouldn't go to Florida. To DC, yeah, th- no, he's going so. back to Cali. Yeah, I'm about to say at this point, I feel like Le- I, I feel like Tom Brady is almost in LeBron mode. Go home, yeah. right? Either go home, business mode, or go to a place where I know that I can probably contend for a title like that. Yeah. So San Fran, yeah. honestly, I'll take San Fran. I was gonna say Minnesota, but yeah, I would take San Fran right now because again, that's yeah. home and, and it's home. And yeah. yeah, or Miami. Okay. Ooh. Bienvenidos. Um, number four. This is for you, Pump. Bears draft scenario. Yeah. Would you trade Fields to the Texans for the number two pick, and then essentially tell thirty-one teams to make their best offers for the number one and or number two picks, and if you can flip those, then for King's ransom of picks, you can now fill a bunch of the holes provided your GM then drafts well with them. Thoughts? Um, I think that we kind of spoke about this. Um, I feel the Bears. I feel like the Bears should be picking at number four. No, no. This is now also trading fields for the oh. number two pick. I'm, then I'm Texas. To then get more picks. Gotcha. Now you got the number one and two, and you flip one and two into like five first rounders. Got you. No. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a good idea, though. Cause no, it's you, not. When I, when I brought it up to you, you said you still got a bunch of holes to fill. That would yeah. that would help fill those holes. Now you might lose you might lose a valuable piece in Justin Fields. We mm-hmm. still don't know what he could be. Mm-hmm. But would you rather fill those holes or gamble on Justin Fields? I think that's what he's saying. If you so again, if you if you trade Justin Fields, which we have this conversation a lot, the most important position in football is the quarterback, right? We're, we're seeing it right now in the playoffs. Unless you're Brock Purdy, or unless you have Shanahan in the Niners' defense. Yes, the holes. Well, well, hold on, but it's not even that defense. You still got Debo. You still got a great. You got Trent McCaffrey, <laughs> right? Fair yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. So, fair right. The Bears know what they have in Justin Fields. I, I think he's proven himself this year. I like him, and he can only get better. So, yeah, I'm not trading that. Even if, well, yeah, uh, Bryce Young could be an elite quarterback. He's also five foot seven, 180 pounds. He's a tiny guy. He's not that small. He's small. He's six foot on a good Actually, he's a little small. Hold on. You know who he's smaller than? Tua. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Look, they're, look about the, they're about the same height. And Tua is probably going to be out of the NFL in a year. Well, that's because he just doesn't know how to fall. He, or he's getting hit by grown men. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting, a, I'm not getting rid of, what is the most tangible commodity in the National Football League, which is a really good quarterback. Okay. I'm not getting okay. rid of that. All right. And then his last question. Keep it, t- Cha. <laughs> Shove it. <laughs> Scram. 
this last one kind of is on the same lines as the last two. Who's the Niners starting quarterback week one next year? Uh, give me my guy, uh, Sam Howell, Mr. Deep Ball himself. I think the they're Niners. Good. Oh, the Niners. I'm sorry. I thought he was talking about his his football team the, still. No. San Francisco. San Who's their starting quarterback week one? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, that's a great question. And I told him that. that's a good one. Depending on how Brock does, I think they ride that wave. Why why mess up a good thing? They've got something going. G- I, I saw somewhere that Jimmy is available to play. Well, Jimmy's Jimmy was only on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you just dump him right back in like now. He's been out for a minute. But right. But he's the most experienced quarterback, and, but they're riding the wave of Brock Purdy. I yeah, think I, still, I think I that wave I think wave. that wave could go into next season unless Brady appears in San Francisco. I, I'm not mad at that, and I don't think that anybody there would be mad at that either. Um, if you have to get, if you have to dump Trey Lance, dump Trey Lance for Tom Brady. At the same time, if Brady's as washed as you guys think he is. Then maybe I do roll the dice, and I go Aaron Rodgers. So How you gonna get him though? You got to trade for him. Trade Trey Lance. Trade some picks. You got to trade Debo. Ooh, yeah, because they're gonna want they're gonna want more than just Trey Lance and some picks. And that's a pivotal piece. Uh, yeah. you, you know what? The, the only reason why I say you might be able to fleece Green Bay is because the money that's tied up in Aaron Rodgers, they might just want to get rid of the money. Well, can they make the money? Can San Fran make the money work though? That's the other thing because you're taking on a lot of money. Pay, I don't know what that yeah. cap situation is like. Yeah, most of Trent. You got yeah. two of the best trench guys in the league. I don't, man. I don't. I don't want to give a generic answer because yeah, yeah, I you just give some. Lamar. I think. I, I think at that point they want they just ride the Brock Purdy train. That's where I'm at. Right? I don't think it is Brock. Ooh. I'm saying I'm saying it just to be fun, but also I I don't think it will be Brock. Okay. Ooh. I think it'll be I I. I, if they can't get Tom Brady, I think it's Trey again. They went through the entire offseason. Gross. Nah, nah. They they went through the entire offseason with Brock there, with Trey there, and they said Trey's our guy. They made that determination. So I, I feel like that was on optics though, because that was the what second pick in the draft or whatever. Right. It's, so it's, I don't think I don't think Shanahan's guy. that guy. I don't think Shanahan's the guy. Well, well this looks good. I don't think they care. Was, wasn't Drew Bledsoe a, a All Pro guy, and then Brady got in and. They never look back. And after. Bill Parcells said, "Scram!" Right. So this could be something to that. Like, okay, it, he's hot, and he's just going to keep going through the playoffs. I also don't think he's as hot as we we're talking about because we've also sat here and said how creative that offense is mm-hmm. and how easy they make it for him. Last week, they could have. They had well, it was a two minute drive. It was about a one minute. They had the ball about one minute. I think they were on their own like thirty ish yard line, and they they completed a pass. Or run, I think he got a first down, and then let the clock run. And they did something else, and they let the clock run. Because I think they know you can't ask too much of Brock Purdy. They're, they're protecting him. If you got a quarterback you believe in, with, that, with, those, with those weapons, I'm marching up the field to go score a touchdown. And but, they didn't. But to my Brady analogy, Bill Belichick didn't do that either. They, they played a lot of close games so Adam Vinatieri could kick a field goal. No, I think, now, I think they just – didn't have they just weren't tearing teams up. And Brady, I think they, Brady wasn't that guy. I think they ran the offense the same way. I see that 49ers offense, it looks different. 
That 49ers offense is more aggressive when they had a Jimmy G in there than they do with a Brock Purdy. And he's played really you, well. You watched the Bucks game, right? He threw for like over 300 yards there's, against us. There's been games, but there are also other games where you can tell they're protecting him. They wanted to play a a, a dogfight of a game against Dallas. You should and protect him. that well. way. But again, if you don't feel like you have to do that with somebody else, then I don't want to play a full season like that. I can't protect you every week. You know what? So I'm just, I just, for maybe it's just for argument's sake, just to be that guy, but I don't think Brock would be the starting quarterback. The last time we saw Jimmy G on a game winning drive, he threw a pick against the Rams. The last time, Brock well, Purdy had a, had Jimmy a game G also winning. took him to a Super Bowl. So let's not act like Jimmy G is just. Did, did he just take bummy. him to the Super Bowl? He was a starting quarterback. So, so wait, wait. So if Brock Purdy gets them this deep and he gets credit. I'm not going to say he takes them to the Super Bowl. So is Brock Purdy taking them to the NFC Championship? I'll Kyle ra- Shanahan is taking them to yeah. it. Yeah. So then at that point, then it's not about Brock Purdy. Well, I'd rather kick the tires on an uh, inexpensive I'm not rookie. Saying, I'm not saying with that you, I don't have dude. to pay. Get not, rid of the guy that I just paid who's injury prone. And that's the other thing. You got to pay him anyway. So, so unless you're trading him, so you're paying him. You could trade him. You drafted him high. Wait, who, Trey Lance? Yeah, you drafted him I high. Mean, he's still on his rookie deal. So, oh. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. That was the just. That was the just. I don't think it'll be Brock. Draft, so he's he's in year two as well. You ain't got to pay nothing. Oh well, then I mean, even still, I don't think it'll be Brock. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking at these numbers. So 38, 37, 37, 21, and 35. Those are the, the 49ers' last five games. That's how much. His past points teams. they put up. Oh, the points. Yeah, points. So I mean, again, that that offense is high powered enough and enough talent around there. And I think with a mind, and we were watching that game, we saw Brock make some throws, some sidearm throws. Right. He can make, some, right. he can he make, make some throws. Now, give him a year. Now, I, I think what's happening right now in the playoffs is Kyle Shanahan being very, very smart. Protecting him. He's Thank pro- you. he's protecting I agree. not only him, but saying, All right, um, I don't trust my inexperienced guy to do what I would probably trust Jimmy G to do because he's been here before. Now, the San Fran hasn't won because of Jimmy G. We, we know that, right? They've actually lost probably because of him a couple times in the playoffs, especially last year, I think. Whatever year the Rams picked them off last. Yeah, so right now I'm, I depend more on Kyle Shanahan, but I think that we've seen enough from Brock Purdy to say, you know what? Yeah, let's kick the tires on and see what 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 – what happens? He hasn't lost in many games. He's a, that boy. Purdy is sturdy. No, he hasn't. He hasn't lost in many games. I'm not. I'm not doing that. He's been solid. He's need, been more. He's hey been man, very, very solid. You got to stay faithful to the bay. You need with, to uh, make a shirt. Purdy is sturdy. Purdy is sturdy. You need to trademark that quick. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, give me give me a timestamp and a date on this. Nine forty one. Okay. That was it for Charles. That's Mel it. Bag. That's the bag. I like it. All right. Are we are we done with that? I think we nibbled on the one. That was it. Is it? Yeah. All right, fine. The questions that, that are going to come. I just want to ask you one question. I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just want to ask you one question. Is that a real question? What, what you want me to say to that? I just want to ask you one question. Why you got to be so negative? I didn't think about that. I don't know. Just ask questions. I just want to ask you. Well, that's a great question. One question. All right, so the Lakers broke the seal on the the stalemate of the the trades in the NBA. Um, I'm not even going to begin to pronounce this guy's name. Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. Hachi. Hach. Hach. There it is. Um, Former uh, top 10 pick in the 2019 draft out of Gonzaga. Um, A defensive guy, 6'8", 
could shoot it, could play defense, um, an added young body. He's only 24, um, and we pulled the trigger first. My question to you guys, um, what other moves are you looking forward to uh, before the trade deadline? Or what teams are you saying, like, what the hell are you doing? Why, why aren't you making trades? <laughs> um, Dallas, Dallas wants to do something. My, my worry is Dallas is going to do something like they've been doing, which ain't going to be enough. It'll be something, but it won't be enough. Like, they went and got Christian Wood. I thought that was a really good right. kid. Christian Wood doesn't make them a championship team. You know what I mean? Like, Christian Wood is not the number two to Luka's number one, and now they can go win a chip. Um, so I've seen their name. I've seen their name in a number of of trade talks and rumors. Um, Cam Cam Reddish is one of them. You know they keep showing up on that sweepstakes. It's like, dude, like that's not moving your needle. Like Cam Reddish to me is he's a lesser version of what you got in THJ. I do. I did not to cut you off, but I did see Cam Reddish to the Lakers. Would you kick the tires on that? Not anymore. Not I got. Not that I have Rui. I would still do it. No, I'm good. One, he's not that good of a defender. He's very inconsistent as a shooter. He's been inconsistent, man. And he no. And I didn't like him that much at Duke. So I definitely don't want him now. Laker the Lakers, the next move the Lakers have to make, they really only probably get one more solid move, right? Thankfully, we got Rui. I think we kind of fleeced the Wizards, only sending second round picks for him. And none. A lot of Wizards fans, and I saw some folks saying that he should have went for probably a first. A lot of people think he could have went for a first in a league that really wants wing players who can shoot, right? Last year he shot 47. He shot um, from three last season. He shot 44%. This year he's shooting 33% from three. And last year when he's open, actually this season, when he's wide open, he shoots 47% from three. Okay. Like you said, he's six foot eight. He's athletic. I, I saw some clips. He was dunking on people. So to give that up for second-round picks, but literally you can go buy second-round picks. You can literally get a second-round pick for somebody for cash. Right. The Wizards, that to me, that's the Wizards being the Wizards. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at teams and I'm thinking, okay, who else needs to make a deal to really put themselves over the hump? Dallas stands out the most. The Heat need to do something. They need an elite score. And I don't hear them talking about, like, why are you – like, I would force – Force Washington to block me. <laughs> I am doing everything I can to try to get Brad Beal. But can they take on that contract? They, they'll find a way. You, you find a way. You make the numbers work. They would have to literally block my number. And when they do, I'm going to send them a, a cash app, uh, a dollar on cash app, and put it in the message. Like, like you got, like, the Heat are so close. I think they're one elite score from being a true title contender. We've seen them get deep in the playoffs multiple years now. And they just can't score with people. You can't expect Jimmy to give you 40 every night. He's going to give you 43 times in a seven-game series, maybe four. So those are the teams I'm thinking, like, what are you doing? You need to be doing something. And the Lakers. The Lakers still need to make another deal. This is not yeah. enough. Even if healthy, 80s healthy, bronze healthy. We got to move Russ. Um, they got to move somebody. We still got those two first-round picks. You've got some expiring contracts. I think right now the the best deal, the best contract you could really move would be Lonnie Walker's, and we gave him our our mid level exception. So you can move that. It's an expiring contract. Obviously, you got Russ, which is the big number. Somebody's got to be in full tank mode to take it. Um, but we need to do something else too, as on top of staying healthy. But I do like this move, or I think we we pretty much gave up nothing. 
Y'all know I don't care about draft picks. So trade them. Or Kendrick Nunn. Uh, no, I'm cool on Kendrick Nunn. He was, he was unplayable for a stretch. Like, he literally was averaging like eight minutes a game. He was borderline unplayable. He gets hot sometimes, but then he, he's not been what we wanted him to be. And we signed him on a two-year deal, so he's an expiring contract. I'm cool with losing him. Okay. I was hoping that you would actually say that the Lakers still needed to, to make a move because, again, before the show we were talking about it, I don't think that this trade all of a sudden gets the Lakers any closer to winning a ring. And I think any move that you make right now has to get you closer to win. Like, how, how closer does that make you to winning a championship? I was actually looking at – um, you know his numbers, and he he did shoot incredibly last year um, from three. He said forty four percent. Yeah, but on average, he's a thirty something percent three point shooter. He's league average. Yeah, he he had an amazing season last year, and that was one time he's done that. He's only been in the league three seasons. This is fourth year, and you play with LeBron. This things things open yeah. up. He he gets better shots. Cool. I mean, again, you traded for the thirteen a night guy, which it, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's points, and with a LeBron led team, you're right. Just you know, James Jones, stay in the corner. Cool. Yeah. Do him like you did Chris Bosch in Miami. Yeah. Go stay in the corner. Now, but I think that I think that we are we all on the same page that they need more of a Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan type guy to get them to a ring? Yeah, they like another elite scorer. Yeah, they need another slasher. LeBron can't be your slasher slash closer every right. night. So again, what they got is a good piece, I think, for the future. A, a good quality piece to a team, but doesn't put them anywhere near winning a, a, a ring. So with that being said, if if they want to get Demar, I wouldn't mind the Bulls trading Demar. I'd gladly take him. I, I know that, like I, anyway. I know that you would, and we've had that combo. Um, the Bulls, the Bulls have two pieces that I think they need to trade. I think it's Demar, and they need to trade Vooch. Um, I don't know where they're gonna go. Um, I've seen Vooch to the Wizards for like Kyle Kuzma. I don't doesn't do anything for you guys except you get something back. Sure, and, and again, it's, move. it's a lateral. It's kind of a lateral move, and plus yeah. they're still projecting Lonzo Ball in these in these starting lineups. Like the, the man can't walk upstairs. Sheesh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he posted that video of him dunking, but it's not at game speed. I don't know when that man's is going to come back. Yeah. So at this point, the, I, I want to see the Bulls be more active because. What's there? They need to blow certain things up, and I wouldn't mind seeing them getting rid of Demar. Love, love him. It's fun, fun to watch. Send him home. Send him to L.A. But I need, I need something in value back because I know how much the Lakers need Demar. Two, two first and Russ. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll take Russ. Take it. It's an expiring contract. We'll take it. You're a rebuild mode anyway. At that point, that's cool. I'm a, I'm a Milwaukee fan as well. I, I would like to see them do something. Um, to help, to help uh, Giannis. So maybe uh, Zach Levine, but they need somebody else um, outside of Middleton because sometimes he hasn't been playing. Right, he's been out for a little while now. I think he's back though. No, he was. He missed a lot of the season with the off-season injury, so he missed a uh, like few months of the of the season. Then he came back and got hurt again. I got him on my fantasy basketball team. <laughs> he, he's been out. Okay. Yeah, so they definitely need somebody else to to co-pilot with with Giannis. I haven't looked at my fancy basketball roster in forever. Who cares? Who cares? I'm, I'm decimated with injuries. Anyway, well, anything else, guys? Mm. No, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it. All the sports sportsy things. Bonito, man, great great Chicago song. Turn that on. 
I want to go gang banging right now. Close us with that. You want to? Well, you want to go? Okay, the man to your far right who's social distancing is Breeze. Yeah. The man to my right is Pump. Get me out of here. Bang bang. Get me out of here. The man to my further right. Yep. Yes. Breeze. That's that's this guy. Get me out of here. The sick man on the mic is on. Make sure you like. Make sure you lights all that mic down. It's your fault.